This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Take time to be holy, speak oft with the Lord, abide in Him always, and feed on His Word. Make friends of God's children, help those who are I come to thee. 
every hour enjoy your pain come quickly and abide or life is vain I need thee oh I need thee every hour I need thee oh bless me now my Savior I come to Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Eileen Platten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our re recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA radio, 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268 9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Some additional announcements. Uh, on December 3rd, Deronda Lutheran will be having their bizarre from 9 to 12 o'clock. Also, I'd like to share a little thing from the United Methodist Church on Long Island, New York, has a familiar problem that we have. It doesn't always get read by the recipient, and a good many of its notices of coming church events are apparently overlooked. To remedy the situation, a recent newsletter included the following. Notice about notices. You have noticed the increased amount of notices for you to notice. Some of our notices have not been noticed. This is very noticeable. It has been noticed by the responses to the notices have been noticeably unnoticed. This notice is to remind you to notice the notices and to respond to the notices because we do not want the notices to go unnoticed. The newsletter reminder is signed by the Notice Committee of Noticing Notices. Just a little fun thing to remember when we talk about announcements. Sometimes they're a little more important. Well, we want to remind you that the church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and other materials for them. As we begin our worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus the Savior, 
and the Spirit, our breath of life. I'd like to uh, begin then with a call to worship or a litany. We begin our wait for your coming, O God, in a world shrouded in darkness. Destruction and violence are before us. Justice never seems to prevail. We are standing on the watchtower to see what you will do. You promise us a vision, justice will come. Justice in our promised savior, Jesus. If it seems to delay, be patient. God's promises are sure. And so as we begin this season of Advent, we wait for your coming, O Christ. We'll continue then with the confession of uh, sin and absolution. We doubt your presence and activity in our lives when we are struggling, confused, or hurting. Sometimes we lack patience, assuming we know when and how all things should happen, or forget that you are faithful in your promises to us. Other times we forget how vast your love is for us, for each of your children that you have uniquely created with purpose. We are truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. Help us to do what's right in the days to come. Surround us and renew us with your grace. Amen. God is good and loves us unconditionally at all times and in all places. By grace we have been saved. In the name of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Amen. We'll continue with another song. Savior, like the shepherd, lead us. Much we need thy tender care. In thy pleasant pastures feed us. For our use thy false prepare. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, thou hast bought us thine we are. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, thou hast bought us thine we are. We are thine, do thou befriend us, be the guardian of our way. Keep thy flock from friend defend us. Seek us when we go astray. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, hear, hear us when we pray. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, hear, hear us when Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, early let us turn to Thee. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, early let us turn to Thee. Early let us seek Thy favor. Still, 
Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, Thou hast loved us, love us still. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, Thou hast loved us, love us still. Just a closer walk with Thee, precious Savior, still my plea, daily walking close to Thee, let it be, dear Lord, let it be. continue with the prayer of the day. God of grace and mercy, with Habakkuk we cry out to you in despair at the evil in the world. As we begin our waiting for your promised Savior, give us hope that all will be made right in you. Amen.
I'd like this time to have us bless ourselves using the sign of the cross. Trace the sign of the cross over ourselves with thumb touching the first two fingers. Start at the forehead and recite the Trinity formula. In the name of the Father, touch the forehead. The Son, touch the chest. Holy, touch the left shoulder. Spirit, the right shoulder. And amen, touch the heart. Next, we will have the Holy Scriptures and the children's uh, sermon given by Eileen Flatten. The first reading is from Hubaka, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 3, verses 6 and 17 through 19. The oracle that the prophet Hubaka saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at, look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it, for it will surely come, it will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Selah, his glory, covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. The brightness was like the sun. Rays came forth from his hand where his power lay hidden. Before him went pestilence and plague followed close behind. He stopped and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The eternal mountains were shattered along his ancient pathways. The everlasting hills sank low. Though the fig tree does not blossom and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights to the choir master with stringed instruments. <clears throat> the second reading is from Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 38. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, or as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. I would like to ask you, do you know what faith means? The Bible talks about faith and says some great things about people who demonstrated faith. The Bible says 
that faith is being confident and assured of things we hope for but we cannot see. Having faith means that we believe even if we cannot be physically 100% sure. Can we see God? Not necessarily. We see evidence of what he has done and he continues to do, but we cannot always see his face or touch him with our hands. Faith means we still know he is there and what he does wonderful things for us. The Bible talks about people who demonstrated faith. There were people like Noah who built an ark in anticipation of a flood that, had started, that hadn't started yet. And there was Abraham who left his home to follow God or Rahab who trusted God when her whole city was collapsing around her. And we can be like those faith heroes too. But do you know the truly wonderful thing? We don't have to do anything special to have faith. It does not depend on us or any sort of actions we might do. Faith is not about us, it's about God. It's about what he has already done and what he promises to do. You see, trust has to do with what we believe. To trust someone, it helps to know they are worthy of trust. We know that God is worthy of our trust. He has already proven it because every promise of the Bible came true. Because of Jesus, we have all we need and our lives are covered in God's grace. That's a pretty amazing thing to put our faith in. It's also important to know that faith gave us hope. Sometimes our lives as Christians are not easy. Some of the people in the Bible who demonstrated faith had extreme challenges. Some of them even died. Trusting God does not mean our lives on earth will always go smoothly, but it does mean that we have a future hope for something greater. We know that there's a heavenly home awaiting us and that God has promised us something much better. We trust in him and put our hope into what he has already done for us. Our heavenly treasure awaits us one day and in that we can place our faith. Will you say a prayer with me to thank God for his faithfulness? Dear God, thank you for being worthy of our trust. Thank you for all you have done and for all you promised to do. Help us to have faith and to believe in your word. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. Thank you for Jesus. In his name, amen. Today's the first Sunday in Advent, and we light the first candle on our wreath, and that is the candle of love. He came down that we may have love. He came down that we may have love. He came down that we may have love. Alleluia forevermore.
Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. From the narrative, the main idea of this Habakkuk passage is to choose to rejoice in God despite the violence and destruction he saw all around him. The prophet Habakkuk saw nothing but destruction, violence, wrongdoing and wickedness, and a lack of justice. If we spend too much time watching news or scrolling our social media feeds, it can be easy for us, too, to see only destruction, violence, and wickedness. Wars plague the earth. Human beings are trafficked and tortured. Hurricanes and wildfires destroy. It can be easy to fall into despair and wonder if this planet is worth saving. But Habakkuk saw something else, too. Habakkuk saw the presence of God despite the lack of goodness all around him. Despite the lack of fruit on the trees, the flocks cut off from the fold, and no herd in the stalls, he saw God. He rejoiced in God. The circumstances were still dire in the midst of the ugliness. Habakkuk chose joy. We can always let our joy depend on external circumstances, if we wait for circumstances to change so that we are only surrounded by goodness, we may wait forever. Violence and destruction will always be around us. But we can work to look with God's eyes to see beauty even among the ugliness. We can choose joy and rejoice in a God of beauty, peace, justice, and love. This doesn't apply to people suffering from mental illness like anxiety or depression. Mental illness is not a choice people make. Joy can be hard to find in the depths of depression. If you are depressed so that you cannot imagine ever experiencing joy, please seek help immediately. On this text, I enjoy about uh, three things that kind of come to mind. The first is, one is, uh, I don't know if you realized it, but in this passage, the Lutheran Reformation started. You see, Habakkuk said the righteous shall live by his faith. Paul quotes that three times in his letters. And Martin Luther, as he's struggling to find out how can one be righteous before God, reads that passage, the righteous shall live by his faith, and it was like a light shone into his heart and his whole faith took on a new dimension and it became a focal point of his theology. Faith is how we receive God into our hearts. Faith is what makes us righteous. Works do not. We cannot earn salvation. It is a gift of God, and faith receives that gift. That's kind of exciting. The second part that I uh, find is interesting here is that the point of the text was Habakkuk had to wait for some of his questions to be answered. Patience was important for him. He saw many things that were coming about. He didn't know how they were going to turn out, and it scared him. 
faith was asking him to wait, that God was active. In fact, earlier in Habakkuk, it states that uh, after he's talked about all this violence and destruction, and he asks God, where was he? God says, I am doing a work in your day that even if told, you would not believe. You see, God acts, not always in plain view, but sometimes behind the scenes in ways that we don't understand. We have faith that he is acting, that God is moving in our world. And if we take that to heart, it allows us to move forward day by day and with patience because we know God is acting and God will continue to act. Now, one of the things where I saw that mostly was as I thought about Africa. When I was in Africa, one of the things that we were told, it was an old African parable that I've shared a number of times with folks, was when uh, they talked about the two great superpowers, the Soviet Union and the United States. This is back in the 70s. And they said, you know, talking about Africans and the two superpowers, they say when the two, when elephants fight, it is always the ants that get stepped on. In other words, the two superpowers when they fight, it's the Africans that get stepped on. But then they said it's also interesting that when two elephants make love, it still is the ants that get stepped on. They understood hurt and what it was to be poor as many of their resources had been outsourced to other nations and in particular through these two superpowers. One of the uh, Aesop's fables also dealt with that. When an enemy has duped the poor people, a man complained to the teacher, how can anyone be attracted to their ideology? Well, let me tell you a fable, the teacher said. Once a shepherd spotted men from a hostile country approaching in the distance. Come quickly, he said to his donkey. We must move with speed or we will be captured. Uh, pardon me, the donkey replied slowly. But do you think the enemy will make me carry a larger load than you give me? I don't suppose they will, the man answered. Then as I have to carry, a heavy, have to carry heavy loads, what difference will it make to whom I serve? The teacher looked at his angry friend. Often the only difference a change in government makes to the poor is that they call their masters by different names. When I read in World Mission Prayer League newsletter about what the church in the world that is being persecuted asked of the churches in the West where they're not persecuted, the question had been asked them, what shall we pray for you? That you be delivered from the persecution. They said, no, our prayer is that you would pray for us that we would stay faithful through the persecution. Maybe that's what we need to remember as we look at a world full of conflict and not knowing where the future holds, not knowing which political party is going to be in charge, not knowing what will happen with the war in Ukraine, not knowing what will happen in North Korea or Soviet or Russia, or what will happen in our next election. Is there going to be a civil war? Is there going to be fighting even in our own midst? We must not be ones who believe that God is not active. And we must be faithful in our witness to a different type of life 
where we talk about a God who cares, a God who suffers with us, a God who moves with us, and we pray for faith with patience to live through what is ahead. On the other hand, we don't want to let tomorrow's concerns be added on today's concerns. God is a God of the I am in the very present. Don't let tomorrow's worries and concerns destroy who we are and what we're about today. Take today and know that God is moving. The third thing from this passage that I thoroughly enjoyed was uh, Habakkuk says, circumstances don't determine whose, not who I am, but whose I am. One of my times of great difficulty in my faith life, I had just gotten back from two years of Bible study out in Seattle and was going to a church school here in, uh, in Minneapolis at Augsburg. And uh, I had met a gal out there and I thought I was, well, to say the least, I was a little bit love-struck. And then one night she looked at me and said, Lauren, you're a nice guy, but now how I hate that word. And all of a sudden, what I had thought was going to be the love of my life was not going to be there. The next week, I was in college, and they asked me to do devotions, and I shared my testimony where God had moved in my life when I was at Waldorf. At, uh, and uh, some of the theologians who talk only about baptism couldn't understand this talk about knowing God is personally involved in my life. And so that night afterwards, when we had devotions at 10 and I was done at 10.30, I was surrounded by four or five of them who talked and argued with me and told me what I should believe for three hours. When I thought I was coming back to change the world for Jesus, all of a sudden, in my own church, I was being attacked for what I believed. And I went to Augsburg because I'd gotten... Uh, a recommendation from the coach out at LBI that I should, could play ball at Augsburg, and so I was excited about that. But during one of our games out in Seattle, a guy had gone underneath me when I went in for a layup, and I landed on my back and hurt it. I went to the doctor at Augsburg after a few days when I'd been practicing, and my back was causing all kinds of pain. And he said, well, if you're not going to play professionally, he said, you should stop. Well... At 5'10", I knew I wasn't going to be playing professional. But boy, I wanted to play basketball. But all of a sudden, three things that were really important to me were gone. A little bit like Habakkuk saying, though the fig tree do not blossom. And run through that whole list, I was going through my list. But in the midst of that, God was working. One of the things I found that if I had stayed involved in that relationship, I would have never gone to Africa. Much of my life would have taken on a whole different feel. And besides, I'm married to a beautiful woman now that I cannot help but love. What a gift. I didn't understand it at the time. I did play basketball. I played basketball till I was 60, but just not competitively that much in terms of college ball but learn to enjoy just playing. And my faith grew through that time because God was faithful. 
So I can say along with good old Habakkuk, God is faithful and it's whose I am that's important, not how everyone else looks at me. Robin Jones in the book Stories from the Heart shares a parable of God's perspective. And I've shared this with our church before, but it's one that when I read it, I, I get tears in my eyes. Bert looked into time from heaven and saw the atrocities carried out in the human realm. Absolutely august. He pointed to one unspeakable scene and asked God about it. How can you allow it? How look at evil is setting in motion down there. How can that happen? And there's no one better than the devil for creating a tragedy like that, God said. But God, the man in one of, is one of your people. Oh, that poor man. I gave the freedom to choose between good and evil, God said. His face said, no matter what they choose, they all live there together. Sometimes those who choose my way are impacted by those who don't. He slowly shook his head. It's always painful when that happens. But these people right there have no choice, Bert protested. Evil is being crammed down their throats. That isn't a choice. Now, Bert, God said patiently, have I ever let pain go unavenged? No, 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 but Ben cringed from the sight, unable to bear any more. Watch, God put his arm around him and turned him again. Look right over there by the wall. That one, he looks like he's nearly dead. Is he praying? Ah, Bert, you should hear his prayers. Intense love flashed in God's eyes like lightning. Simple prayers from an aching heart. This is triumph over evil. Trusting me, that is the choice. God smiled through sparkling tears of love. Isn't he magnificent? Together they stood in silence, and Bert began to see as God did. Now watch this, Bert spoke. God spoke softly never letting his eyes leave the scene. He called for Michael and the archangel appeared. Michael, go down and get him. The tears of divine joy spilled over and I'll arrange the party, God said. We in the church should be having more parties Sometimes it happens at a funeral, there is a celebration of life that is powerful. As we know, those who have gone on, God has called them home to the everlasting party in heaven. But we who live here need to remember, too, that we experience joy, knowing that God is loving us through the midst of a tremendous ill and injustice and evil that's in our world. And in doing so, his grace is more powerful than anything evil can throw at us. By his grace, no illness will ever have the last word. That no sorrow will drown out the joy that God can give. So yes, there's a party coming for you and me in heaven. But how about celebrating today the joy that is ours 
In Jesus Christ. Amen. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength Your courage to renew be disheartened for I have news for you it is no secret what God can do what is done for others he'll do for you with arms wide open pardon you it is no secret what God can do there is no night for in his light you'll never walk alone always feel at home wherever you God is on your side Just take him at his promise Don't run away and hide It is no secret What God can do What is done for others He'll do for you with arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what We continue the service by sharing her faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now continue with the prayers of the Church. Children pray, Lord. 
Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Confident that your promises are sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Faithful God, Habakkuk spoke wisely when he praised your name, even in the midst of despair. Make us ever mindful of our own despair and teach us how faith can defeat even the most grievous suffering. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Make us thoughtful caretakers of all that you have made. Remind us that your promises are tangible, often made real and revealed through the people and the things you have created. We call on our God. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Give wisdom and hope to all who lead, that they might govern with justice and mercy, and in the full knowledge of your presence and guidance. We call on our God. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Pour your healing upon all who suffer, who are ill, who grieve, or who need the promise of your presence in their lives especially Becky Anderson, Clara Gerrish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lenz, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda. Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, and Dixie Tague. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Let us not forget at this time of hustle and bustle that there are those in your midst whose need is greater than ours. Help us to provide where we are able. Help us to ask where we have need. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. With joy we remember the saints for the blessed ways they have modeled faith. May we follow their example until we feast together in eternity. We call on our God, O come, O come, Emmanuel. In faith, hope, and love, we lift our prayers to you in the name of your promised Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And as we remember the prayers of the church, I hope that you remember some of the names and that you keep praying for the people and the needs around our world as you go through this week. Also, if you have some prayer needs or concerns, uh, contact us at our office and we'd love to include you in our prayers. We continue with the offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church even when we are physically distant. 
We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Mike Johnson spoke at our last uh, worship, and he works with Lutheran World Relief, a great organization to get involved with in dealing with some of the disasters and issues around the world. But you look, choose as you look over this Christmas season how you can make a difference in our world. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for
and me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. For our benediction, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace and faith as you walk through difficult times. Amen. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. All you may need.